Now, it's Positively Ernie Extra, New York's TV legend and 77 WABC radio talk host with positive news and interviews to inform and inspire you. Now, here's Ernie Anastas. All right, all right. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody, with another great show. I'm Ernie Anastas. Let's talk about going from negative to positive. How to turn negative thoughts into positive action, and humor can also be a big help. Uh, let's face it, we've had some very tough and dark moments with pandemic, and uh, it's gotten a lot better. But in addition to all of that, uh, a lot of people are still struggling with negative thoughts, like in general. We often hear that that voice, you know, that, that voice that's in the head, little voice that talks to us sometimes. We like what we hear, and, and maybe too often we don't like what we hear. Uh, but we don't want you to worry because we have a lot of help today, and we're going to be talking about something that I really enjoy, positive thinking. I want you to say hi to Dr. Jeffrey Gurian. Jeff is in the room, and, and is there enough space here for all the positivity that we're going to be talking about? <laughs> hi, Jeff. Hi. Hi, Ernie. How are you? So great to see you. Good to see you. you. You are the essence of positivity, really. When I heard that you had this show, Positively Ernie, yeah. I'm like, it's so perfect for you because you you literally radiate positive energy and you always Thank have. Thank you, Jeff. You know, I, I, I enjoy doing that. I want people to know a little bit more about you because professionally, uh, Dr. Jeff is a dentist. Pretty good one, too, in fact. But you're also a whole lot more than that. Uh, a best-selling author Eight, count them, eight books, motivational speaker on happiness, mindset, changing negative thinking to positive. And if that's not enough, he's also a comedian. Is there anything else you do, Jeff? <laughs> I got a lot of hyphens in my name. My goodness. Too many. You know, I, I want people to know about who you are and, and why you do what you do. I mean, we just talked about the books that you've written. Talk about positivity. You're complimenting me. What about you? I mean, this is what you do. You try to make people happy through the writings mm -hmm. and through your humor. Tell me a little bit more about that so people can know. My goal has always been to put positive energy out to the universe. When mm. I was in practice, I was a cosmetic specialist, and I made people look beautiful. When yeah. I was 12 years old, I decided I wanted to be a doctor of some kind. Wow. And I knew that I was too sensitive to handle life and death situations. Mm. And I was wearing braces, and I said, you know what? This is great. I can make people look beautiful. They have a great smile. Wow. So I wanted to be an orthodontist, and I was already writing comedy at 12 years old. Are you serious? I swear. You, so you were 12 years old. You knew you wanted to be a doctor? And you also were writing, writing comedy. comedy. And my whole life has been that. Wow. I never changed. Most 12-year-olds have no idea what they want to do, mm -hmm. or they want to be a policeman or a fireman, mm -hmm. and they change mm -hmm. their mind. I stuck with it all these years. And it used to... It used to confuse me. I'm like, well, I know I want to be a dentist, but yeah. but how can I combine that with show business? No one's ever done that before. What, what were the influences, I mean, for you to think about medicine and, and, and humor? I wanted to help people. I yeah. knew that I wanted to do something where I could help heal people. And my dad and mom both had great sense of, of humor. My dad used to take me to to uh, comedy films when I was a little kid to see the Marx Brothers, really? Laurel and Hardy. Oh, there you go. And and you know he just instilled this sense uh -huh. of humor in me. He was a wonderful guy, and so I just always grew up trying to look at the bright side of things. Mm -hmm. I was a very severe stutterer, and I talk about that a lot. I stuttered into my really? 30s. I couldn't even say my name. I could never say Gurian. 
And How did you change that? How did you overcome that? Through, I mean, you and Joe Biden and so many other people. Well, through the kind of things that I write about in my books, I realized one day that I didn't stutter when I was alone. I only mm. stuttered when I was trying to talk to other people. Yeah. And I consider it grace, Ernie. I was given the grace to figure out that you can't have a disability based on your location. Yeah. If a man has a limp, he limps in every room of his house. He can't go into a room and close the door and walk mm. perfectly. Mm -hmm. But if I could speak fine when I'm alone, yeah. theoretically, it means there's nothing wrong with me. And what I learned is that if I created it, any thought I create, I can also uncreate. Wow. And it takes a lot of work. I worked on myself for years. I was obsessed. I was determined Good. not to go through my whole life as a stutterer. And as you can see, you I know, cured myself. You sure did. And as an avocation, I now work with stutterers all over the world, and I teach them how not to stutter. You know, Jeff, fact, I, I have to have tell you, so I, I, I love talking to people like you because you're an inspiration. And I think a lot of people listening to us are going to say the same thing. Here's a guy that could have said, I give up. I have a problem. And I just, you know, walked away and just said, I'm not going to do anything about it. But you're determined. Now, do you think that that kind of attitude is instilled in you in some way? Or do you think you're born with something like that? That's a very interesting yeah. question. You know, life gives each one of us obstacles, and you have a choice. You can either be crushed by them, or you can draw on some inner strength that sometimes you don't even know you have, mm -hmm. and you can overcome them. And I've always been fascinated by that. My last book, my eighth book, yeah. is called Facing Adversity, Stories of Courage and Inspiration. And it's not my story. It's stories that I collected over 20 years of people who overcame unbelievable difficulties to lead happy and meaningful for lives. And I've always been inspired by that. There's, a, the, you know, there's a quote that I carry with me. If you notice, I, I pulled this out of my pocket. Go ahead. And if you don't mind me reading this, no, it's no, I love it. About fear. Yeah. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, mm. and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We were born to manifest the glory within us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And where, that, did you, where did you find that? I love that. That's very strong. It's a statement by Marianne Williamson. And as you oh, can yeah, see, I carry, it, I carry it with me she's every terrific, day. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure of doing radio with her yeah. once oh, to help you her were thrilled promote that. a book. I was she's so fantastic. thrilled. But you've written all these books, and I love your quotations because I'm a collector as well. Uh, in fact, I wrote one down the other day. Holding a grudge doesn't make you strong. It makes you bitter. Mm -hmm. Forgiving doesn't make you weak. It sets you free. Exactly. Okay, so Absolutely. you and I both share, I think quotations are great because they say so much in a few words. Now, tell me something. You've written eight books here, man. Mm -hmm. It's all about happiness and, and helping people overcome. Does it all come from within? Do you, do you see something? Are you having these experiences and you share them with other people? How do you write eight books like that? Well, five of my books are on comedy. One, one, one was with uh, Chris Rock, as a matter oh, of fact, yeah. about the history of the legendary comedy club, The Comic Strip, where he was discovered by Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. But my last three books are on happiness and mindset. I spent 20 years on the board of this interesting group called the Association for Spirituality and Psychotherapy. Mm. 
And I heard you last week. You did a show on spirituality and, and religion. Yes, that's right. Right. And I and I was so happy to hear you do that. And I I, I write a lot about that because there's there's a very important distinction between spirituality and religion. Mm. And religion can be wonderful for people, but it tends to divide us because it puts you into a category right. and other people are outside of that I category. I so agree with that. And and that's why I never talk <clears throat> about like religion. It's just right. it's spirituality. Spirituality it's brings us exactly. all, brings us all together because yeah. all it asks is that yeah. you believe in a force greater than yourself. Mm. If you think that you're running your own life, mm -hmm. then you tend to blame yourself when things don't go the way you would like them to. Right. And that's a major cause of emotional illness and depression. Mm -hmm. People are living in the past saying, I should have said this. I could have done that. Right. And they're, and they're, they're uh, losing the now. They're worried about the future. And they're living in the past. And they're losing today. Were you always spiritual? Uh, uh, for the last about 30 years, I've been studying spirituality. Years. But I was always on a quest for knowledge and truth. From the right. time I was a little kid. Yeah. You know, I believe in that. That... that um, I believe in past lives. Mm -hmm. I believe in everything that's positive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know about things that are negative. Like they say, voodoo only works if you believe in it. I don't want to believe in negative things. I want to yeah. open my heart right. and open my mind to anything that's positive. You, you have to look the other way. You have to train yourself. Doing the news, as you know, in New York for 40 plus years, mm -hmm. you can imagine the number of stories that I've covered and, and the serious stories that I've covered. Yes, of course. And many times, you know, people have asked me, how, how did you do that without getting yourself into a, a deep depression? Without being affected by exactly. it. Yes, and of feeling, course, because you internalize. Right. And, and I think the key thing here is the spirituality, because mm -hmm. it started when I was very young, grew up in that kind of a family, mm -hmm. but then it was just part of me. I think I was born with that, that's, that gift, if you will. Yes, I think and it is a gift. It yes. is a gift. And then, you know, that brought me through it. I kept saying, you know what? Th these are all people that belong to one source, that one creator. And I would look at that and I would say, he's taking care of us. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for all of this. Mm -hmm. I may not be able to understand it, but there is a reason. And that kind of faith would just bring me through these hard times reporting the news. But you have that same thing. You've got, you've got that real great spirit about you. Well, thank you, Ernie. But, you know, in the last three years, we're surrounded by negativity. Oh, amazing. There's so much. Every time you turn on the TV, you read the newspaper, horrible things. Yeah. And it affects people so deeply. Not everybody handles it well. And so in my own small case, that stuttering was what started me on, on understanding that I could change a thought, you know, and my first happiness book it was called Healing Your Heart by Changing Your Mind, a spiritual and humorous approach to achieving happiness. I like that. And there's a picture of a meditating oh, dog that. on the cover. <laughs> that's a great you know cover. You know how hard it is to get a dog to sit in lotus position? <laughs> it's almost impossible. That's a great, that's a great. Now, Jeff, give, but, me, give me a headline out of that book. T tell me something out of that, that book that really stands out in your mind. When, when you were writing it, there must be one yes. or two things that you'd say, this is what I want to get across. Yes. You can't change your past. The only thing you could change is your perspective of your past. Mm, that's good. And the reason that I say that is because when I say healing your heart, I'm not talking about heart disease. Mm. It, it actually helped me overcome a heart attack. I had a widowmaker heart attack about eight years ago. Oh. And my positive thinking, I believe, is what helped me to get through that, mm -hmm. as, it, as it helped me get through COVID double pneumonia. But what I'm talking about here, I call them heart wounds. From the time we're children, 
every time someone has ever hurt your feelings or broken a promise to you or insulted you or hurt you in some way, it stays lodged inside of us in our heart chakra. Mm. And I call them heart wounds. Mm -hmm. And they affect our self-esteem and they affect our self-confidence. If you were ever bullied as a child, Mm -hmm. which many people were, on on some level, we don't want to believe these negative things that people said about us. Sometimes they even came from parents. Mm -hmm. Children grow up, they don't always have supportive parents. Very often they were given a message that they'll never be successful, that they don't amount to anything. That stays with you and it affects your self-esteem and Mm self-confidence and it affects every decision you make in your life. For sure. Because every time you're called upon to make a decision, Mm -hmm. you think about what to do. You use your thoughts, right? Right, right. Who else's thoughts can you use but your own? But your own, exactly. But if your thoughts are not valid, Mm -hmm. if you're holding negative thoughts, your your decisions are not going to work out, which is why people get the same pattern through their life, the same bad job over and over again, yep. the same bad relationship over and over again. I know again. you believe in the law of attraction as well. Yes, of course. A hundred percent. Karma. You, yeah. you bring into your life what you, you do. put out. What you believe, you know, mm-hmm. can, can become whatever it is. And exactly. you know, if you talk to, and I've interviewed so many people, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, most of the time when they talk about their clients, their patients, they talk about the problem from the past. Mm-hmm. Something Always. in the past. Mm-hmm. And Always. they're trying to overcome it, trying to change it, trying to improve it. Mm-hmm. To and that's release. All, and, and so, so what do we do about that, Jeff? I mean, you know, if you're, if you're fortunate to have a good family mm-hmm. and, and they give you the support and that self-esteem that you need, but if you're not... Um, how do you how do you get that? How do you process that? Yeah, what do you, what do, you do? It, look, it's not easy, Ernie. It's work. It really takes work. You mm. have to realize that, you know, there's a spiritual concept that we're born into the families that we're born into to learn lessons that we didn't learn in a previous life. Yeah. And some people have very difficult childhoods. And you have to process that by saying, well, your parents did the best that they could do. Mm -hmm. It may not have been good at all, Mm. but nobody woke up in the morning say, how can we ruin our child's life today? You know, people make bad choices. And you can either stick with that and let it ruin your life, or you can make a choice to change the way you think. That's why I said you can't change your past. The only thing you can change is your perspective of your past. Exactly. It's and how you view your childhood. You, you know that stupid saying, they yeah. teach us sticks and stones will break your bones, mm. but words mm. will never harm you. That's right. It's the furthest from the truth. Yeah. Because all the bruises you got as a kid healed words. up a long time ago. Absolutely. But every single one of us can remember something that someone said that hurt our feelings. Yeah. And you know what? And, and, and I, I always uh, root for people who have had difficulties in their life and they were able to overcome it. They found the strength. They, mm-hmm. they found someone that could help them. They read something. Uh, they were motivated to be able to change. And I think that's great. You know, you want to talk about the environment these days. My goodness, take a look at what's going on with social media, what's happening with reality television and all the negativity that's out there. I mean, you know, a kid is bullied. You talked about that's mm-hmm. a serious problem. Bullying is horrible. Suicide. Right? They're mm-hmm. having difficulty with that. But, you know, you think about um, uh, how much negativity there is out there. If a kid is bullied, it's not like the old days, which was bad enough in the schoolyard. Now it's everywhere. Now it's everywhere. Now they put it out there and Mm -hmm. everybody can see it. And and they manipulate the videos. They manipulate your voice. So they match you up doing horrible things. Yeah, this AI thing that they can create something that you never said or did. It's unbelievable. And make it look real. And you say, how are you going to recover from things like that? And what are we doing? I love to find solutions to problems. Yes. That's one of my big things right now. There's a problem. How are we making it better? How can Mm -hmm. we improve on it? So how, Jeff, with all of your information, books you've written, and your spirituality, how can we make things better for people? 
where you know what we're uh, focusing on the lowest common denominator. Social media is so much pressure. They talk about it, especially for young women. Yes. There are people using filters to make themselves look gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And other girls look at that and they say they can't measure up. And it's causing a lot of depression amongst our young people. Social media can be a blessing and a curse. What the solution is, I don't know. I myself, I, I find myself looking at my phone way too much. It's very oh, hard to stop yeah. looking. It seems that this, look, I'll relate it to chocolate. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with chocolate. Yeah. And I can still buy a pack of two cupcakes and swear that I'm going to eat one today and the next one tomorrow. Yeah, you eat them both. And I wait, <laughs> no, but, not, but not right away. I, I wrap up that second cupcake and yeah. I go to my desk to work and I'm thinking about that second cupcake, Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. And I go in and I don't bite it. I take a knife and I slice a piece. Oh. And I go back and forth like a lunatic. <laughs> I go back to my desk and I'm slicing pieces of that cupcake until oh. finally there's such a small piece I eat it. Yeah. The interesting thing is I don't need to leave the house to buy more. I mm. just need to finish what's there. There you go. And I do a lot of work with 12-step people. And yeah. I'll tell you something. Yeah. With alcohol and drugs, that's how a lot of people wind up ODing. Mm. Because when you have an addictive personality, right. you can't stop sometimes. No. There's something called the, the phenomenon of craving. Mm. I don't know if I mentioned that. I spent 20 years on the board of the Association for Spirituality and Psychotherapy. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that, sure. And I wound up lecturing at energy psychology conferences. Mm. Um, my specialty was treating headaches that cause from stress, clenching and grinding your teeth. Oh, sure. Which that's is a, a very, a very common very problem. Common, yeah. And I'm glad to be able to say this briefly on the air because a lot of your listeners may wake up in the morning with neck pain. Mm -hmm. And if you wake up in the morning and your neck hurts, the last person in the world you would think to tell would be your dentist, right? Yeah. Why would you ever is tell that, your dentist that, that your neck hurts? TMJ or something? TMJ. Yeah, yeah. But because we're surrounded by stress, right. people are, are breaking fillings, they're cracking their teeth, and they're sure. getting what they think are migraine headaches. Mm. And they're coming from clenching and grinding. All that from stress. Which, which causes the muscles of the jaw to go into spasm. Oh, and the yeah. muscles of the jaw connect into the temple region. They connect behind your head in the right. occipital region. Well, you get a bad headache. And they even go into the shoulders. Wow. So you can wake up in the morning and you could have neck pain and back yeah. pain and not know that it's coming from your jaw. And the source of that is just being stressed out. Being stressed exactly. out. Let and me ask so, you something. Yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, I like to talk about solutions. Mm -hmm. now, I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I feel that our educational system needs to be revamped in many ways. Completely. Totally. And and what we need to do is stop trying to be so, you know, politically correct, if you will, whatever mm -hmm. the, the excuse is. We need to get into our schools because that's where the kids spend so much time. Yes. We need to have courses mm -hmm. that are well put together to be able to teach our kids self-esteem, mm -hmm. to be able to talk about social media and the problems associated mm -hmm. with it and how we can overcome it. We need to form a community again, yes. a, a real community, mm -hmm. to be able to help each other. I don't know if you agree with that, but I think I agree schools 100%. really have a great opportunity. Political correctness is killing us. People don't know what to say anymore. In the comedy world especially, yeah. I don't talk about controversial things on stage, but there mm. are some comics who do. And I think people need to use their intuition to see whether a person is coming from a place of love or a place of hate. You yeah. know who the haters are. Sure you do. You can tell by the way they speak and what they're saying. Yeah. 
But if somebody is just making a joke, I look at comedy as a healing force. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to bring everyone together. When you see people in the audience of all different backgrounds yeah. and everyone's laughing together, that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. There's nothing like that. There's a yeah. comedian at Russell Peters, and I always mention him because I call him the Messiah of comedy. He's a Canadian comic who's Indian born, uh -huh. and his, his audience is filled with multicultural people. Nice. And everyone's laughing together. <laughs> and I love that's that. Great. And he imitates every act. Accent, yeah. Every accent. And nobody is offended by that. He fills Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know, and I love and that. And see, what you're talking about yeah. here is respect. And and I yes. wish I wish we yeah. could have leadership everywhere at the local level, national, international level. I'd like to see leadership where someone turns around and says, look, what we're going to do is we're going to promote uh, a sense of respect for one another. Mm -hmm. Hands across New York, hands across America, hands across the world to be able to appreciate one another and to be able to respect and show love and concern for one another. We're divisive. There's Completely too much divisive. of that going Horrible. on. It makes me crazy when me I too. think about it. Me too. And I'm saying, you know, we're all on this planet. You know, there's, there's another line, don't worry, be happy. In 100 years, all new people. And this mm -hmm. is our 100 years. This is our yep. turn. Hopefully we'll have 100. But it's our turn. What are we doing on this earth? We have an opportunity to do something good, something that has some value, some lasting sense of purpose. Why are we wasting it, Jeff? Tell me why. I don't have a reason why, but we're off. We're, we're, we're just off track. Yeah. You know, I go through life. My motto is I love everyone until they teach me not to. That's a good line. Right. I don't yeah. care what your background is or anything about you. You know, I, I, I love everyone. And, and I'll add something to it until yeah. they teach me not to. And then the next line would be walk away. Walk away. Exactly. Because I if you stay in it, that. if you start getting into yes. arguments, that's a problem. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You have to detach from negativity. I censor my life very carefully. Yeah. I only allow people in who have positive energy mm -hmm. because as a center, I'm an empath which made me very effective as a doctor. Yeah. But it's very hard to live that way because you feel things very deeply. There was a time in my life, if I was with you and you were sad, I was sadder for you than you were. Hmm. I overfelt my feelings, which is a very difficult You're way very to sensitive. live. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, it's not easy at all. And it makes it look like you don't care because you have to detach. Mm -hmm. It's that you care too much. Too much. And so yeah. there's a, you have to create boundaries. And so what I've learned is, and what I teach people is that you have to censor your life. If you're a sensitive person, which is not a weakness at all, right. and no. men, men don't like to cop to being sensitive, and I talk about that a lot. Sensitivity is a great strength. It's not a weakness. You know. And if people were more sensitive, it would be a much kinder world. Jeff, let me share a quick story with you. Uh, there was a wonderful man. His name was Father John Couture, mm -hmm. and he ran the Christophers in New York, mm -hmm. a brilliant man, a PhD, he did so much work, and he helped 
homeless people. He worked in the prisons. He did marvelous work. He became a good personal friend. He has since gone, and I miss him. I always called him Jack. He wanted me to call him Jack. Mm -hmm. Father John Couture. And one time I was sitting there talking to him, and I said, you know, Jack, I said, sometimes um, I feel so sensitive that if a story moves me when someone's talking to Mm -hmm. me, I I can cry easily. You feel tears. Yeah, me too. I have no control over it. Yeah, but he said to me, you know, he said, don't think of that as a weakness. I said, really? I said, because like sometimes I worry about, you know, Mm -hmm. crying in public. No, no, no. He said, there's something called um, the gift of tears. Mm -hmm. And he said, look it up. And when you have this feeling of compassion for other humans, Mm -hmm. you are recognizing the divinity within you. Yes, absolutely. And, And that's a good thing. To recognize. So you just kind of have to be careful with it, of course, you know, so you want to be strong and certain. But but having that sensitivity that you just talked about and that I have, that's a blessing, not a curse. And it's funny that you said that a rabbi told me the same thing. Really? I already knew it, but I have a friend who's a, a rabbi, a very popular rabbi, a Chabad rabbi in Brooklyn. His name is Shmari Gorari, a mm. role player. And he came to my house one day after we met. We uh-huh. met socially, and I never expected to have a rabbi as a friend. <laughs> and he's a wonderful guy. And yeah. he came to my house, and he wanted to do a ceremony with me where they put on tzvillin, it's called. It's a prayer thing that they wrap around you. Yeah. The Orthodox Jewish people do it. Right. And as he put it on me, it brought tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. I can feel it happening as I'm telling you the story. Mm-hmm. And he too, he said to me, that's a blessing that you have that, that you feel things so deeply, so emotionally, exactly. that it brings tears to you. I can't control it. Right. It have, I can watch TV and see a sad story mm-hmm. and, and I'm just, or, or I, I hear a beautiful song, yeah, a yeah. beautiful, beautiful music. Sure. And I hear like children, like oh, America's children Got Talent, oh my God. children singing in such know. beautiful voices and it brings tears How to my eyes. How much beauty, and, and you yeah. have wonderful grandchildren and so I'm do I. I'm blessed to have How five. How much yeah. beauty is there in a child? The sweet innocence of a child. Yes, it's and, incredible. And to be able to, to see them develop and help them to, to gain that sense of, of self-esteem and, and pride in themselves and feel good. I mean, what an opportunity that is. Going back again to the school system. Look, I wish we we had another half hour, but a lot of people are listening and are saying, I want to get in touch with this guy. I, I want to reach out, maybe, maybe get some information from you or follow your books. Websites. Give yes, out that information okay. right now, Jeff. My main website yeah. is ComedyMattersTV.com. I never mind giving out my email because I, I enjoy getting emails from people. Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, Jeffrey at JeffreyGurian.com, G-U-R-I-A-N. Jeffrey at JeffreyGurian.com. Mm-hmm. For anybody you know who stutters, I have a special website for that. It's called StopStutteringNowGurian.com. StopStutteringNowGurian.com. As you can see, not only don't I stutter, but you can't even shut me up. <laughs> I talk a lot. I don't want to shut because, you up. You're too because good. Because I have a lot to say, oh, you know, man. and so, and, and I enjoy this so much being on with you, Ernie. Hey, this is a pleasure, Jeff. I appreciate it so much because... This kind of information is stuff that people need to hear, yeah. and there's not enough of that. I, I'll say quickly, I created a happiness show on mm. Sirius XM, mm-hmm. and my idea was to bring on famous comedians yeah. talking about how they bring happiness into their own lives. And my first three guests were Colin Quinn, Susie Essman, and Lisa Lampanelli. And so that's why when I heard you doing your show, I said, this is a show. I hope I can be on with Ernie 
because he radiates positivity. Well, you radiate it too, my dear friend. I want to thank you so much, Dr. Jeff Gurian, uh, great guest. I love the information that you shared. Uh, you know, we just kept looking at each other throughout this interview. The whole time. I right. Know, I'm and fixated. we just kept going. We didn't have to think about what questions were next. It no was dead all air. natural. No None dead whatsoever. air. It could have gone on for an hour or more. Uh, I, I think you're great. I, I certainly hope you'll come back and visit with us again. I'll come back anytime you want. Me Wishing you all the very best. I want to thank all of you out there for, for listening to uh, our positive newscast and our positive podcast because that's what we're all about. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.